At Giant Eagle, you may have spotted the Stacker. With uncanny MyPerks ability, she stacks up the perks to choose either dollars off or up to 20% off her entire grocery bill. The Stacker, stacking up huge savings with MyPerks. Find your MyPersonality and transform your shopping into free gas and groceries. Full details at GiantEagle.com slash MyPerks. Perks cannot be earned or redeemed on select items. Restrictions apply. This is a CBC Podcast. Hey, I'm Claire Bonnyman. And I'm Mindari Wall. And welcome to The Loop. It's officially the time of year when Edmontonians are thinking about giving back. And at CBC Edmonton, we are bringing back our annual campaign to make the season kind. That we are. And when it's cold outside, it kind of feels like the perfect time to talk about kindness, right? Oh, yeah. I would say so. Oh, definitely. And we could talk about it all the time. But, yeah. <laughs> well, because it's cozy. Coziness, kindness. Yes. I think of like hand warm fuzzies. Hand. Yes. Good vibes. And I mean, as people may be aware we're raising money for the Edmonton Food Bank, and especially at this time of the year, and talking about people doing good across the city. Yeah, so this week's episode is dedicated to that kindness, and our colleague Emily Sanger knows a thing or two about it. Mm. She's been in charge of producing all the stories and pieces about kindness and giving back that you're going to see and you already see across our platforms. But she made some time for us, too. How kind of her. Hi, Claire and Min. Thanks for inviting me. No, I- thanks for coming. I'm so happy to be here and talking about this project because it is one of my favorite things to work on all year long. I'm going to give you five cents for every time. I will donate five cents for every time you can use the word kind throughout this episode. You should have a counter, like yeah. a little thing. I will actually, I will actually <laughs> think about that. So talk to me about this. We're raising money for Edmonton's Food Bank with this campaign. Tell me about the need that you heard from the Food Bank this year. Well, we all know that groceries are more expensive right now. We yeah. see it at the store. Even I know personally, I'm trying to plan my shopping a lot better and really not waste food at all because mm-hmm. it's just so much more expensive than it used to be. Yeah. So inflation hits the food bank too, and it hits it in a big way. Not only is their demand up, so there's all these people who, some of them using the food bank for the first time because they right. just simply can't afford groceries anymore. Mm. Uh, or, you know, it's a, a toss up between do I buy groceries or do I pay my utilities, right? Yeah. Um, so there's that, demand's up, and the food bank's costs are also up because they also have to pay for everything they're buying so their their dollars aren't going as far as they used to yeah uh, they buy a lot of foods perishable items things like eggs milk um, produce and those cost more for the food bank to buy and they also pay more for heating and um, one thing we don't think about is they're paying a lot more for fuel like mm. all of us they have right. this fleet of trucks it goes all around the sure. city picks up donations. They have all these partner agencies, so they're also delivering to these partner agencies. So that fuel really is costing them a lot more this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so just the need overall at the food bank this year is just really great. So with all these things kind of hitting at, hitting them, like with the inflation, right, it's hitting all of us, like how, how are they meeting this need? I guess the good news, uh, at least from what I've been doing on Make the Season Kind, is that a lot of our big donors are stepping up again this year. So nice. That's, that's great. Yeah, it's great to hear. And I can't give away too many details. <laughs> yeah. But some of our regular donors are making impressive donations. And that all started on December 8th and runs through until the 15th. 
another way that the food bank is uh, always able to offset some of their costs is through volunteers mm-hmm. doing a lot of the work to keep the place in business. Uh, I actually met some longtime volu- volunteers, Denny and Jen Brown, a couple weeks ago. Nice. And they were so kind and they welcomed me into their house and they told me all about uh, why they volunteer. And I really want to play part of that conversation for you. It gives us a chance to give back. We don't have a lot of extra money to donate, so we give our time um, mostly to the food bank. We also do some other volunteer work. Um, During COVID, we were delivering groceries for the food bank also. We were delivering hampers. We'd go twice a week and we'd deliver to five different families. And it's just, you feel good when, you know, when they're really appreciative of of that. And I I had to use it too, myself, (coughs) excuse me, about 20, 22 years ago, 23 years ago maybe, I had to use the food bank and it's something that I didn't want to do, but I guess because of pride, but uh, just because, well, I took, I went with somebody to help them and I ended up, he told the person for me that I needed help too and I said no, but they still give me some stuff. So from that point, that's where I decided, you know, it's good to give back to because I did have to use it twice. So, uh I should also mention Denny Brown, who just heard there in the clip. He's also legally blind. Wow. Um, So he is still able to volunteer at the food bank. And he says it's really been this accommodating place. And it it also gives him a great sense of community um, to be able to volunteer. And he and Jen are really this dynamic team. They do all kinds of stuff there. They sort food. um, And then they'll kind of work together. And then um, they'll pack the boxes. And then Denny will take them over and, like, put them on the shelf where they have to go. Uh, Mm -hmm. And they also volunteer at all kinds of community events, like um, the stuff of bus events and at um, the Heritage Festival, things like that. I'm a sucker for a volunteer story, truly. Like, I just, I love hearing about how people are giving their time because it is something we all have, some of us more or less than others, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, thinking about the parents this time of year. But it's a really powerful thing and and hearing just the Browns and what they're doing. And it goes back to this idea of kindness because what a kind thing that the Browns do. Year round. Yeah. So can you tell us more about these kindness stories that you're going to be sharing over the next week? So that's the other part of the Make the Season Kind campaign. Uh, We know not everyone can donate maybe not even any or not a lot of money to the food bank this year because times are tight. Inflation is high. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're really encouraging everyone to give back how they can. And maybe that's in a small way or maybe it's a big way. And you can do that through kindness, through small acts, through nice things you do with your neighbors or in your community. So we're going to be sharing some of those stories um, through the Make the Season Kind campaign. And we're also, cool. yeah, we're also encouraging um, CBC listeners, viewers and readers to submit their own stories of kindness. Can share a couple of those with you now. I would you love want. to hear some. Does me holding the door open for men occasionally count? Um, I That's guess just courtesy. <laughs> That's a kind of kindness. That could count as a very, very small act of kindness. Okay, okay. I'll That's work me on being it. here since you were a toddler. Courtesy. <laughs> Um, so one of the stories of kindness that we're featuring during this campaign um, is a story Min actually knows about already. Um, mm-hmm. We talked um, to Nawali. He's yeah. a, a rapper in Mill Woods. Um, so Min, Min kind of knows this story a little bit. Yeah. Um, Nawali had great this... Great kid. Yes, he is a great kid. Uh, he was so, such a fun person to interview. He had this vision of filming his music video in this really cool classic car. Right. The problem was he doesn't own a really cool classic <laughs> car. Who does? That's yeah. step one, yeah. Um, so here's part of the conversation we had with Nawali about um, what happened next. So it was always in the back of my mind, and I'd always see cool cars. 
but nothing really like caught my eye until like not too long ago like in this very location i saw a really cool convertible it was red and i sat down i wrote a note to the owner and i was just like hey like i hail mary literally i was just like my name is nawali i'm a up-and-coming hip-hop artist at edmonton i got a song that is targeted towards the youth like with a positive message about bettering yourself and uh here's my contact feel free to message me if you're cool with it and then um the rest is history you know he still has the car right no, you had I'm to get the car. Kidding. I'm yeah, kidding. I just gave him the I car. I would have held on to it. Hey, I still need it for a little bit longer. <laughs> uh, so Nawali gets this. Talk about kindness. Nawali yeah. gets this total stranger to donate his, ni- his 1969 Ford Galaxy convertible for the video. Um, so we all also talked to the car owner, um, Adam Kamatsky, and, you know, ask him, like, why the heck did you say yes yeah. to this young man? No kidding. Um, so you'll have to listen in for the full story. That one's on Edmonton AM and it's airing on Wednesday, December 14th. I'm going to have to listen in because uh, I have not heard from Adam, so I want to hear how uh, he handed over his keys like that. So that's really cool. Uh, How about another kindness story? I know you have a huge folder full of them. I do. So it's hard to pick. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But let's go from Millwoods to Sherwood Park now. Another story I really loved was we talked to the Sherwood Park Raiders. It's a hockey team. And they're volunteering this year for a program called Snowbusters. That program, Hmm. it matches low-income seniors with volunteer snow shovelers. And here's part of the conversation with a couple of the hockey players on the team, um, Luke Mitchell and Josh Annette? Well, we asked for a lot of help throughout the community with our own team and fundraising, so we thought we could give back um, because it's something that we can do fairly easily like, and we can do in a big group of us and get it done nice and easy and fast. What, what made me sign up what, was to give back to the community. As, as a Strathcona volunteer that, uh, for the Snowbusters, they've been lacking it. Uh, the, the manpower needed to, to do the Snowbusters program. So what, when we saw that, we, we decided to step up as a team and fulfill those empty slots. We, we were going to try to split up into groups and tackle, divide and conquer, just like we do in hockey. So the boys even got <laughs> a couple hockey metaphors in there. I see that. I, I, I love was, it. I was disappointed not to hear that they were digging deep, but anyway. <laughs> Missed opportunity. They can save it for the next one. All right, we'll we'll coach them a little bit on how to deliver their next hundred <laughs> yeah, percent interview. They're new at this. Coach. They're new at this. Uh, so now the even the nice thing about this story is now the Raiders they're issuing a challenge to other sports teams of in Strathcona County to also step up and volunteer uh, for this program. So they're really trying to get the kindness rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could go on and on <laughs> with feel good stories. Um, so we're sharing those all on all across our CBC Edmonton platforms right now. Awesome. Um, but I will kindly <laughs> save some space uh, for the rest of this podcast and the other CBC Edmonton colleagues you want to talk to. Um, but before I go, mm-hmm. I just wanted to mention that we also want to hear stories of kindness from our listeners this week. Um, so we'll be saying it again and again, but you can submit your own story of kindness uh, at cbc.ca slash be kind yeg that's be kind y-e-g and uh, while you're there if you're feeling kind uh, we'd also love if you could make a donation small or big to edmonton's food bank every bit counts how kind of you to join us today emily thank you it's my pleasure Those are 
some of the cutest kids I think I've ever heard. <laughs> St. Mary's Elementary School in Lloydminster practicing for their Christmas concert on the stage of the Vic Juba Community Theater. It's one of the places Adrian Lamb was looking for stories of kindness as part of our Make This Season Kind campaign, and she joins us on the loop. Hello, Adrian. Hello. Didn't it just warm your little heart? Oh my gosh, I love the sound of Christmas concerts. It, like cute. It's a visceral memory. It takes you right back to being on that little stage and like your mm-hmm. red sweater that your mom made you promise not to get like ice cream on. And they were all in their sock feet, <laughs> jingling the oh. authentic bells, you know, doing it upright. It was so something good. else. And that was a time when I actually used to have to comb my hair. So yeah, <laughs> times, totally extra time. Totally times brought back that memory. Are changing. Uh, so wait, what what brought you to Lloydminster? Well, you know, I love a good road trip, as you know, like getting I out do. of the yes. city. And uh, you know, we hadn't been in a time, so thought we'd hit the road. It's about two and a half hours drive east uh, of Edmonton, and really, it was the Make the Season Kind campaign. I mean, we wanted to stop at the Olive Tree, at the Salvation Army. Mm. They run the food bank uh, and the community meal program in that hub. Um, we stopped in at the theater, as you heard, the Native Friendship Center, uh, all in the throes of this very busy time, the holiday campaigns, right? Uh, those, of course, both as well, not-for-profits uh, that depend on community support. So just getting a feel for that. And, you know, as we tootled uh, around, you know, we talked to a lot of people. We said, hey, you know, what, what can we check out in your community? A lot of people said cool. the big sundial. Have you I, ever seen? I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. So we were we were there. Uh, cool. So check that. Uh, also, you know, go to the big red border markers on border Meridian City. Ooh, those yeah. are always yeah. fun. Yeah. Get, so get a selfie. So we did that. Yeah. Got to do it. Two check marks. Yes. Yeah. But so this one <laughs> was a surprise for us. So then a whole bunch of people said that we had to go eat at the hardware store. No, they didn't. They did. <laughs> like eat a ham hammer. Yeah. I'm trying to think of edible <laughs> things. Hammer, hammer sandwich. <laughs> uh, no, I mean. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. So it, uh, just down from the paint department and across the way from small appliances is this cafe in the home hardware. That's the best directions I've ever heard for a cafe. <laughs> what is what is this hardware cafe like? <laughs> well, I'm going to let Sarah Rooka and Arnie Arigula give you the tour. So Sarah is the co-owner and Arnie is the store manager at the Lloydminster Home Hardware. Arnie to Timber Cafe, please. Arnie to Timber Cafe. We are in the hidden gem of Home Hardware, which is Timber Cafe. The store is 44,000 square feet, but the cafe is, like Arnie said, a little hidden gem over in the corner, full of Christmas trees, and there's a fireplace, and a draped wall of Christmas lights and art, and we're in a cozy little nook, a little breakfast nook in the corner. Like we have our usual um, like French toast. Um, we have sandwiches that our customers would always go back for. We even have baked goods that are baked from our kitchen. How did this get started? 1999 is when we, my family purchased the store and we often notice customers standing in the aisles or sometimes even sitting in the aisles chit-chatting and running into neighbors and we're like, oh, that's really nice. That's lovely that that happens in a neighborhood hardware store. Wouldn't it be nice if we had a place they could sit and chat or grab a coffee and chat? And it kind of started out in the garden center, actually, because it's like a natural like gathering place. And so we started with a little garden shed that we popped a hole into the side of and had hard ice cream and coffee. And then as the summer wrapped up and we moved back inside, people were like, well, we still want to be able to buy the coffee. So then we brought just a little espresso machine and just like little cookies and brownies. And that's how it started. Then people would sit longer and they'd want to be able to eat. And we went from there. 
paint me a picture of what it's like now. We typically have like different groups of customers. Like they'll come here, like even contractors. Like they get up early, like five o'clock. They go to buy lumber. And they're like, oh gosh, we'll be on the go. So they go here in timber, buy their coffee, buy their to-go breakfast. Sometimes they would even pop up for lunch. On Wednesday, we have a different um, group of customers. So there were times that we have our hat ladies, like literally wearing a hat, like different hat. So we have Sears ladies too. Sears ladies are retired retail person from Sears. And then we have the swimmers. It's like different set of customers every day. It is like a true casual gathering place. And what I always, always see is people walking and like, oh, hey, how are you? And pulling up a chair and joining up with their friend or neighbor that they, it's, ca- it's a place for casual connection. And we interact with customers and we interact with each other. It's just a different, special sort of environment for connection, which is what we love about it. Right now we have these gorgeous little sweater cookies. cookies. Handcrafted cookies, yes. There was a week that when we had Santa and Mrs. Claus, we had Santa and Mrs. Claus cookies. So now we have sweater cookies because the weather is getting colder. Yeah. So it's we almost have... like so beautiful that you don't want to eat it. Oh, I'm going to show you. They're amazing. But the local lady is making them and crafting them herself. And this last weekend was our holiday sweater party. So the staff and customers wear sweaters. So they're sweater themed. And anyway, they're lovely. You know, the holidays are here. This place is decked out. For a lot of people, it's a very festive, joyous time. But for others, it can be a lonely, hard time. What do you think you do here to help with that? Food always makes things better. That's true. <laughs> All right? Food always makes someone, you know, uplift the spirit. Like smelling coffee, like you have like a crappy morning, like, oh, I smell coffee. Timber impacts people that you don't know. Like, for example, the lady that I was talking to, she's here every day. She drinks the same coffee. She brings different friends every day. So for her to have timber as part of her routine... That speaks of so much. Would you introduce me to her? Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hi, Arnie. Marie is one of our loyal customers here. Marie, this is Adrian from CBC Edmonton. It's nice to meet you, Marie. Hi, Adrian. So, Dish, what do you think of this place? It is awesome. A lot of us girls belong to a running group, so we always either run Monday morning or Tuesday. And this is our ritual that we come here for coffee and have our visit. And now that they're open on Sundays, we also will come for brunch after our run. So anything for coffee and something to eat. And their baking is to die for, so it's good. (laughs) So we go to run in order to wear it off. (laughs) (laughs) And what about the sense of community? I'm getting a vibe here. Well, you're treated like family. I desperately want to go to Timber Cafe and have a coffee with Arnie and Marie. It's, it's just, That's it, amazing. It would make the trip to the hardware store so much better. <laughs> well, you know, Marie Cube talked about the baking being to die for, and I, I didn't want to come back empty-handed. I was wondering what was I didn't want to come back empty-handed. So I, have, um, I was like, who brought their lunch to the studio? So they were talking about the sweater cookies. Yes. Right? So I brought you back. Oh, 
we get those sweater cookies. Sweater cookies. Okay, wait. Like those are next level. I, that's I, like art, isn't it? Oh, that's like cookie art. art. Red one. It's got a little like deer and the I know. antlers. It, it, and dibs that's on that one. Dibs on the red okay. one. And uh, Min, there's I one here. Think, yeah, yeah, what do you think? I like the beige one because like I think the, I may oh, have one? one like that. You, oh my gosh, you could look. It looks like it matches. Oh, this one here. No, no, this one. Oh, with the wreath on it. There's so many. What? There you go. Happy holidays. Best of the season to you, my friends at The Loop. Thank you so much, Adrian. (laughs) That was awesome. So the Make the Season Kind campaign is all about the food bank. And there really is this huge community around that service and that resource. It's not always as clear cut, though, as those who use it and those who are on the other side supporting it. Yeah, especially with the cost of living rising all the time and inflation hitting Edmontonians hard. Those lines are certainly blurred. CBC producer and reporter Liam Harrop met with one of those people, and he's here to tell us about Virginia. Hi, Liam. Hello. So introduce us. Who is Virginia? Well, Virginia is really the nicest person ever. She has donated to the food bank for years to her local church. Um, And she told me she was, um, she is retired now, but for many years she was a professional cleaner. However, she never wore mask or gloves when she was cleaning with all those hardcore chemicals. So she has ataxia, which means she has poor muscle control. And she has to use a wheelchair because of that. Wow. Um, however, um, because of that, she is on a fixed income. Right. And due to all the r- rising costs recently, she has really had to turn to the food bank. So I understand you paid a visit to her? and I did. I went to her house. Mm-hmm. It was during uh, when Edmonton had a, uh, a large snowstorm the other week. Oh, yeah. So uh, it was a very exciting drive. <laughs> <laughs> exciting is one word for exciting, it. Exciting, yeah. Sounds kind of dicey. Great to get out of the office. Uh, um, and I had, once I got to her house, I had no trouble finding her because she was waiting at the door. She had the door open and her Sweet. head peeking out. And she saw me and was like, oh, hello. <laughs> um, so she brought me in and I got a tour of her house. She took me to her workstation in the basement. She um, she uh, makes stained glass art. Oh, wow. And she had this whole village down there made out of stained glass houses. So she had like cool. a church. She had like a barber shop, a wow. restaurant, even an outhouse. Oh, an outhouse. <laughs> I like the attention to detail. Go Virginia. <laughs> I hope it's dark glass on the outhouse. Uh, I think so. I think okay. it was. So good, that, good. Yeah. No peeking. Um, <laughs> and I was there for quite a long time. And at the end of my visit, I just because I had extra time, I shoveled her side, sidewalk. Oh, that's, that's was very nice. As you, as you should and would. A, yeah. yeah. Nice. Good for you. B- b- uh, moment to bond. Yeah. Good I karma. Mean, Virginia sounds like a real gem. And it's the time of year when we're hearing all sorts of stories about the difference that the food bank can make for folks. How important is that resource? to Virginia? Well, it's been super important to her of late. Like I said, she has donated to the food bank for many years, so Mm -hmm. now she's going to the other side. Um, And for her, many of her costs are going up. Like, she lives in a condo. Those fees are going up. Her food costs are going up. Utility, her transportation. Um, She also has kids um, that she likes to help, and some of them are unemployed, Mm -hmm. so she helps them when she can. Um, and she hopes this turn to the food bank is temporarily. Right. Um, however, she is aware that if costs stay where they are and she is on a fixed income, if that doesn't go up, she might have to stay on the food bank for longer. Mm. Yeah. Um, and she is retired. Um, it's not easy for her just to go out and get a job. Yeah, of <laughs> yeah, course not. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. And I mean, you know, you hear stories about more and more people kind of accessing the food bank for the first time and, and the numbers are up. So 
what advice does she have, if any, about people thinking about that and any other supports that they may be looking for? Well, she was quite clear. She's if you need to go to the food bank, you should go. That's yeah. why it exists. You know, if, if you're in need, it's much better for you to use it than to go hungry. Of course. So just walk r- right on down. Yeah. Good afternoon. My name is Virginia Kosiak. Before when I had a little bit of money, before, you know, uh, prices went up for, so I used to donate to the food bank at my church, you know, they have a kitchen, you know, whatever. So I phoned the food bank, I think it was beginning of October, yeah. So I'm going to use the food bank, you know, until, you know, things settle down or whatever, you know, prices. Well, I don't know if they come down, but what, because I have so many other expenses, you know, besides buying groceries, you know, so that's why I use the food bank. I really appreciate that it's there to help people. It is because there's stuff there that, okay, I would never think of buying, you know, for myself, but it's nice. Like I don't buy chocolates, but I... Well, last month I got a, a, a small bag of Halloween chocolates and I think, well, so that's a treat now and then or something like that. If prices continue, I will have to keep using the food bank unless my income from the feds increase substantially or if my ship ever comes in. <laughs> Give it some serious thought because if you really need it, you know, don't starve yourself to death. Don't, uh, you know... Don't buy dog food or cat food because some people do that. Do not be ashamed to use the food bank because it's there for in need for people who need it. Until December 16th, CBC Edmonton is giving back to the Edmonton Food Bank. So please join us in this Make the Season Kind campaign. Our goal is to raise half a million dollars in just eight days. That is no small amount. We can do it. Whether it's through donating or submitting your own story of kindness, uh, joining us actually at the Grinch Walk or one of the live broadcasts, there's a lot of fun stuff going on. So it's going to be great. Um, Maybe it's even just making an effort to spread a little kindness this season. Every little bit makes a difference. Um, I joked earlier, I think it was five cents, but I'm going to donate a buck, I think, to every time we say kind or kindness throughout the show. Yeah, that'll be my loop donation. Yeah, we were talking about, we were joking around with Emily about (laughs) putting a flag. (laughs) I know. Counter every time we said kind. But I mean, it is the season. It is, absolutely. You can't help but be in in the mood. No, and it's super easy to donate to. You can find out more and and make those donations, cbc.ca slash Edmonton. Mm -hmm. Look for the Make the Season Kind banner. But in the meantime, The Loop is a podcast from CBC Edmonton, and our kindness crew this week nice. is Leslie Goldstone, Corey Haberstock, and Olivia O. Our theme music is Change Your Mind by Edmonton musician John Common, and I'm Claire Bonnyman. And of course, I'm in Dariwal, and we want to thank you, as always, for tuning in and listening to our Loop, the, this episode. The uh, Loop is recorded on Treaty 6 territory, traditional lands of First Nations and Métis communities. If you want to get in touch with us, you can. You can do it by sending us an email at theloop at cbc.ca, or you can reach out to us on social media. I'm on Twitter at Min Dariwal and Claire. I'm at Naminab. So leave us a rating or a review wherever you download the show, and you can find us on the CBC Listen app or wherever you get your podcast. Kind. Kind. It's, ki- it's kind. kind. It's good to be. It's good to be good to the good. Leave a kind it's, review. It's kind to be kind to the kind. It's, <laughs> it's kind to be kind to our kind. <laughs> and you can even include mankind in all of that. Ooh. For more CBC podcasts, go to cbc.ca/podcasts.